This is a podcast recording of the nature of things. This podcast was initially recorded March 6th, 1992. I've been doing a lot of traveling the last few months, alternating between the Cayuga Center near Ithaca and Rice Creek at Oswego. This takes me most often along Route 89 south or Route 126 north. Sometimes I augment this trip with side uh, excursions along the Cayuga Lakeshore or with loops along the side roads in Oswego County. This is wildlife cruising at its purest. Uh, during winter months, my trip usually corresponds to the dawning of the new day, a great time to be abroad. Often the rewards for this diligence are admittedly ordinary. The same starlings, same crows, same morning doves, same cardinals, same blue jays. But after all, they are birds, and birds are gifted with a freedom and mobility I admire. As a result of my constant monitoring of the countryside, I've built a long list of intriguing knolls and coves and wooded ravines. I'd love to explore them, but time and energy deficits militate against it. So when I see a crow or a jay take off from a roadside perch and course over or through one of these alluring spots, I can't escape a, a tinge of envy. This last month of travel, however, has brought more than the usual rewards. Bluebirds, wild turkeys, rough leg hawks, and two rare components of the native fauna, the harrier and the short-eared owl. Despite differences in size and movements, these two birds can be confusing to the less skilled observer. Both prefer open fields and marshy wetlands, and both hunt the fields at low altitudes during the day. The harrier, which in my youth we called the marsh hawk, has its eyes situated in an owl-like facial disc. The short-eared owl, in flight, keeps its tiny ear tufts down. They don't show. These similarities accepted, we can begin to search for differences. The owl is slightly smaller than the harrier, but its long wings tend to make it look larger than it is. The owl has a streaked, straw-colored body, whereas the harrier is either pale gray in the male or streaked umber in the female. The harrier courses smoothly back and forth over the fields, its wings usually held at an angle from the horizontal, resembling that of the turkey vulture. Its white rump and long, narrow tail are distinguishing characteristics. The owl is somewhat more erratic in flight, hovering more often, perching on fence posts or on the ground. All things are relative, however. The harrier I watched last week, just east of Route 89, several miles south of Varick, must have hit a bonanza of field mice abroad in the mild weather. It wheeled and dipped, missing several times before it emerged from the weeds with a dangling rodent. The harrier is in fact quite an aerial acrobat, performing a rather breathtaking aerial courtship, replete with somersaults and dives, perhaps more accurately drops. This is accompanied by a bit of cackling and other vocalizing. In my youth, in the plains south of Lake Ontario, the marsh hawk was common, especially along the principal waterways and marshy backwaters. During that time, I located a number of nests with eggs or young. Most, but not all of them, were in swales or in relatively dry cattail or sedge meadows. Following World War II, a pair apparently decided to nest in an old streamside pear orchard adjacent to a large meadow on our farm. I looked forward to monitoring their progress, but within a couple of days, Owls began methodically to harass either of the pair which were in the air. It was a noisy and interesting aerial battle in which the crows took turns attacking one or the other of the hawks. 
The hawks got no rest. Their only recourse seemed to be to withdraw about a half mile downstream to another complex of wet floodplain and hayfields. Eventually, they abandoned our orchard. About a decade later, I found a number of nests in the hayfields of the Three Rivers Game Management Area. These nests were somewhat less elaborate than the marshland nests, resembling in a way a large mallard's nest. The eggs are white or pale blue, about the size of a pullet's egg. Incubation requires about three and a half weeks and begins after the first egg is laid, so that the young in every nest vary greatly in size. I can only recall two short-eared owls' nests. One near Spencer, New York, the other, I believe, but I'm not sure, was very near to where Sapsucker Woods is now located. Both nests held a half dozen dull white eggs. Neither was elaborate. One was in a depression in an old muskrat feeding platform, the other in an abandoned grassy meadow. The young, which hatch after three weeks of incubation, are downy and helpless. I can confirm this only from photos I have seen. I have enjoyed watching the harriers in the Sheldrake Varick area of New York State Route 89 and the owls along Route 126 near the Cayuga Oswego County border. I'm hoping that they may stay in place into spring and may even attempt to nest there. Well, that's all I have for today. This is John Weeks saying thanks for listening. Tune in next week and keep it natural.